world today can be complex and somewhat confusing. But get ready to be enlightened as we spread truth that our generation is in desperate need of. We want to have conversations that encourage, empower, and share knowledge that will help you overcome the challenges you encounter in life. This is the Catapult Podcast. Thank you guys for joining us for Catapult this afternoon. Today we're going to talk about why does God care so much about us? And sending his son, was that really the only way? And what does that mean for us now that he sent his son to take care of our sins? Let's dive into it. So for me, when I was younger, that was a big question of mine. Why does God care so much? <laughs> why, why does he care? You know, that he actually sent his son to walk here on earth to basically this son is telling us about God and we retaliate in a way by choosing to accuse him of a crime he didn't do. And then we lynched him pretty much. <laughs> In those days, we stretched him on a cross and put a crown on his head and then pierced his side and things of that such. And then we had a nerve to sell his clothes off as he died there. So for me, how can someone love us that much when we pretty much had turned our back on him. Mm. Let's talk. Sharon, come on. Look, <laughs> th this is powerful. And you let you let you, I hadn't had this thought until you started talking. But check this out. God is love. And in him, there is, let's go before the cross. Uh -huh. Let's go back to the beginning. Yeah. In the beginning. Yes. Okay? Yes. God is love. Yeah. In him, the, in him, there is no darkness. Mm -hmm. So he can't not love. He is love. The word, even that we're talking about, like, why does God love like he does? Because he is love. See, love is not a word. It's actually God mm -hmm. is love. That's a definition. Mm -hmm. okay. Now, in the English, you know, we've heard these things that there's different kinds of love. There's a God, you know, all mm -hmm. these, you know, unconditional love, conditional love, erotic love, and all these different types of, but God is love, yeah. unconditional, pure form love. And, and the scripture says that his thoughts are not our thoughts, his ways are not our ways. Mm. This is the issue. We can't understand this kind of love because we don't have the capacity to love like God. We don't have that capacity. Yeah. So we just can't, we're going to talk about it the best we can, but here, to me, here's the bottom line. Why does he care so much? Because he is care. He's just caring. <laughs> yeah. He is a good father. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people are trying to figure out, is God good? You know, why does God allow bad things to happen? Like, good questions. Mm -hmm. You know, if God loved me, why didn't he answer this prayer? I, we need to talk about that. Mm -hmm. But at the court, take it all away. Before you were born, mm -hmm. before you were even a discussion in heaven, God loves that's just what he does. Mm -hmm. Now we got it. We can unpack why is there evil and why is there wickedness and why is there hate? But God, at the at the bottom line, he just he don't have he don't know how to do anything but love. Mm -hmm. He's a loving God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I can't even say anything different on that one. <laughs> yeah, I think it's an 
exactly what you said. I don't even know if there's any more words to express that. But the reason why, why does he love us? I mean, he created us, mm, right? right? And there was a plan for us from the very beginning. Mm. And sometimes, I don't know, I know sometimes I used to get this anxiety, right? Before the world, before us, who was, how did God become? And I get all these questions and then my mind can't keep up. And then I just get anxious. I'm like, I'm not going to think about it. <laughs> but the thing is that in the very beginning, he thought of us. Mm. There was already a plan for us. And sometimes we're always trying to find, in Spanish, there's this expression that we're always trying to find the fifth leg to the cat. So we're always trying to find this kind of mystery, right? We're trying to solve this big mystery. Like, well, why he created us if he had all these angels that were already praising him? Why did he create us if he knew that man was eventually going to fall and sin and then the world was going to be the way it is? And then we have all of these questions. But the thing is, God just loved us. He made us. Because he simply loved us and he had a purpose for us. There's no hidden uh, agendas on why he made us. It wasn't so we could be little slaves or little gay, you know, be like little puppets and he just move us around. No, it's that he just truly loved us. That's what sets us apart from the angels. There, there are certain things that we can do as humans that the angels can't say. Yeah. We can thank him for being our redeemer. Mm. Right. And yeah. there's going to be that special place for us in heaven when we get there. That yeah. even the angels that have been faithful all along, there's something that they can't touch that is meant for us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. To me, that's a little bit of, you know, yeah. awesome. oh, God loves us. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So one of my other questions is, why did he send his son? It could have been in another way. Could it happen another way? My belief is well, he's God and he's all knowing and he's all powerful. So could he have done it another way? I don't believe. I mean, he probably could have, but I don't believe that, that that's something that could have been done. I think the only way was for him to send his son to be human so that his son could experience what we experience as humans mm -hmm. maybe i'm wrong but i just i look at it like all right well let me send down my son he's going to be born and he's going to go through life and experience the same things that every other person experiences but what's going to make him different is that he loves me he loves god he knows his father and he's going to walk in a, a righteous path and be truly a disciple and bringing right mm -hmm. people to know God the right way, mm -hmm. not the way um, the Pharisees and, and all the different people back in, in the Old Testament were doing. Mm -hmm. So then when when he sent his son, I believe that that was his way of showing that no matter who you are, no matter what you're doing and no matter what you're surrounded with, you can be a a disciple for God. You can overcome and you can speak about God and you can show his love just like Jesus mm -hmm. did for us. Yeah. That's what I, I believe. Two things. I want, you know, and I'm, gonna, I'm not going to say them back and back because I'll be too long. Jumping, <laughs> but, but like one of them is just practical mm -hmm. and one of them is like theological or mm -hmm. spiritual. Mm -hmm. But like, let me, let's have fun with the practical. If we're all standing over a ledge mm -hmm. or a bridge mm -hmm. and my baby girl falls in, 
I ain't looking at y'all to go get her. <laughs> I'm just saying that if one of y'all jumped in and want to give assistance, that's fine. But nobody's going to try harder to right. get her out than I am. That's right. Come on now. Yes. That, yes. that is that yes. is exciting. Yes. Like if you really love those people that you created, mm -hmm. nobody's going to love them more than you are. Yeah. And so that ties into the first question, why does God love? Well, yeah. That's hard to understand because he's loving. We, you know, mm -hmm. but, but, but why did he send the son? Because... Mm -hmm. He loves you. Nobody, man, nobody, nobody loves us more than he sent his own. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. That's powerful. That's the practical. Yeah. That's just the practical. Yeah. We're getting theological. Yeah. You know? And you saying that, you know, a lot of times, and I'm talking particularly to people that have never had a father figure. Mm -hmm. Right. You cannot find a better father figure than God. Right. Because in his book, he shows you how to be a father and he shows you how passionate he is of a father that he sent his son and basically he provides, right? You know, he sends the best. He didn't send you junk. He sent you the best to save you. Mm. And it's interesting because we sometimes wonder, you know, and say, did I let God down or whatever? God knows what we're going to do before we do it. Right. So he still sent his best, even though he knew how we were going to treat his son. Right. You know? And so for a, for a father, that is just, just that agape we speak of here. And it's just the undeniable love that no one else can speak of because when you decide you're going to be a father, right? from what I've heard, there is nothing more important in your heart than being and giving the best to your child. Right. Mm -hmm. And so um, that is such a, a great narrative there of what it's like to be that daddy trying to help his, his child. The other thing we were talking about, too, is what does that mean for us now? Can I just jump into this thing about why he needed to send his son? Okay. On a, on a theological level, this is really... And, and basically, I want to encourage the listeners. Uh -huh. You can't know this. I mean, it, it boils down to this. God loved us, so he sent his son Jesus to save us. I mean, that, mm -hmm. is, that is the basic truth. Mm -hmm. But to really understand it in full, you've got to go back to Genesis mm -hmm. in the Old Testament. You've got to understand that God set up a system uh, for forgiveness, right? Mm -hmm. Because because He knew that humanity, going back to Adam and Eve, mm -hmm. they sinned and they brought sin into the world. And people say because they brought sin into the world, now I'm a sinner. That's not fair. Okay, that's that, that's a good discussion piece. <laughs> but but the issue is we because Adam and Eve sinned, we're born into sin. Mm -hmm. So we already need rescuing the minute we come out. Mm -hmm. And so God set up a system for Israel by having blood sacrifices from the animals to cover the sins of the people. And so you want to, you're going to, that's where you want to get into, into the Bible and get into a, a church to learn more about mm -hmm. this because theologically, this is really real. Why he had to send Jesus. It's very important that he couldn't send somebody else. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm going to get to that hopefully really quickly. Mm -hmm. But, but I want to say this in the scriptures in Hebrews 9, 22, it says, that 
to be pure. It says, um, that is why the tabernacle and everything in it, which are copies of things in heaven, and to be purified by the blood of animals. But the real things in heaven had to be purified with far better sacrifices than the blood of animals. And so there's this thing about without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins. There is, mm. Sin has to be atoned for yeah. or else the penalty for sin is death mm. and separation from God. Mm. And God didn't want us to be separated from him. Mm. And so he had to buy us back yeah. because our sin had separated us. We needed to be helped. We needed a savior. We needed to be saved mm -hmm. because it was our sense of, and again, we could go on and make this really, it's, there's a lot more to say about this, but right. in the, in the, for the podcast, uh -huh. yeah. Jesus was um, in Hebrews. He was a better sacrifice than the old sacrifices of animals. Mm -hmm. He was a better high priest <laughs> because he was perfect. Yeah. He was sinless. He brought a better covenant because the old covenant uh, was insufficient to save, it was it covered, and this is the difference between the Old Testament blood of the animals and the New Testament blood of Christ. The Old Testament blood covered the mm. sin, like paint. Mm. You got an old paint on a board, you cover it, and you see the new paint, <laughs> and it looks good, but underneath it is old paint. Mm. But Jesus came, and His blood took away the paint and put a pure paint on. Yeah. And that's the real difference. Mm -hmm. And I, 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 it really breaks up. Jesus could, is the only one that could come because every other human being is born into sin. He was actually begotten, mm -hmm. which is a little bit different than born. Is it getting theological? Mm -hmm. But he was born Mary and the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. and, that, yeah. and so he came pure. He came pure, sinless, right. and his blood was not tainted like mine or mm -hmm. yours. Mm -hmm. There is no human being that could. It says that a good man would could die for another man, mm -hmm. but he couldn't save him with that blood. Mm -hmm. Only the blood of God, mm -hmm. the perfect blood of God, mm -hmm. could be worthy enough. So that, you know, with a lot more said down the road, but, but right. simple as I can make it, mm -hmm. you know, why did he need to send his son? Because any other blood wouldn't do. Mm -hmm. Only his son. Yeah. Blood yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yep. And I just would like to tap into what Stuart was talking about. So that is theological. There yeah. you go. He's helping me out. A point of view. I just want to share another verse from Galatians chapter 2. And I'm going to read these verses just really quick. They're 19 through 21. And it kind of gives a breakdown. Um, so it says, For when I tried to keep the law, it condemned me. So I died to the law. I stopped trying to meet all its requirements so that I might live for God. My old self has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. So I live in this earthly body by trusting in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not treat the grace of God as meaningless. For if keeping the law could make us right with God, then there was no need for Christ to die. Right. Amen. And I... I think that verse right there, mm -hmm. that's my summary of why I think mm -hmm. <laughs> um, Jesus had to die on the cross. But going back to that, in the Old Testament, there was a law. And there needed to be the best of the best. You had to present it before God and present it as your sacrifice so that you could be forgiven. And basically, Jesus came. He was the best of the best, mm -hmm. perfect, mm -hmm. pure. Mm -hmm. And what he did was he created a bridge which is grace that gets us to salvation. And that is ultimately the gift 
that God had for us was this gift of salvation. So now that we can go through the son in order to go through God to the father. And before you had to do, you had to wait a whole year Mm. and then it could only be a certain person and then you had to bring the sacrifice, and then the high priest had to have this rope with bells. You make sure that he was holy. He didn't die. That's why they had the ropes, because you couldn't go into the holy holies. That's why when Jesus Christ died, as you read in the passages, it says that the curtain tore mm-hmm. and ripped in two. Mm-hmm. Meaning now, there wasn't this long process. I had to wait once a year to go to church. And I know some of us just go once a year, but it's okay. God's going to help us to go to church more. <laughs> But now we don't have to wait. Now I can go straight through the Son to the Father Mm -hmm. in my car, Yeah. on my way to work, when I'm at home, when I'm at the gym, wherever I'm at. God, give me strength to just walk this extra more mile I got going on or whatever it is that I'm facing. Basically, Jesus created this bridge. Mm -hmm. And that's why in in the verse they state, you know, if I could complete the law, there's no reason why Jesus had to come and die for me. The thing is that we are we're not able to complete the law. That's why we don't have to be perfect. Mm-hmm. That's why you know what I'm done trying to meet all these requirements. I just want to have a relationship with Him, and to me, that's that's part of why He died, mm-hmm. so I can yes. have that grace mm-hmm. to get me to the salvation. So one of the things that we just discussed and I heard was you do not have to go through a human being to speak to God, Mm -hmm. to receive from God, Mm -hmm. to hear from God. You have direct access to God through Christ. I hope everybody heard that because there's been minty, minty, just a whole bunch of different things around that topic. But if you believe that Jesus came and died and was risen again for you, you have to accept that you do not have to go through an individual to reach God. Okay. You only go straight to Christ and he's laying it at the feet. Right. I hope everybody understands that. And I, and I hope that people can understand pastors and leaders. Mm-hmm. They ought to be helpers to yeah. get people to Christ. Yes. Not not saying it's got to come through me. Yeah. But we all ought to just be pointing to Jesus. Because right. that's what our, our really our job yeah. is, yeah. is to point people that way. Yeah. Yeah. Not, yeah. not to get in the way. Exactly. Exactly. Because you can certainly have a relationship with Christ without all the other. I mean, I, to me, though, if, if you're new to Christianity or you're not sure about it, it's always great to be able to go to church because you're able to fellowship with other people. You're able to be with leaders mm-hmm. and able to talk and learn more and you're fed and you can feel the spirit. You can... So it's nice because you're able to then just be around people who love Christ as well. Mm-hmm. And you're able to learn because there's different classes and things like that that you're able to learn. Take it to the next level, though. Yeah. Like so many of us, Sharon, you said, I don't know, this podcast or another one, mm-hmm. but you said something about just put it this way. God does. He loves us so much mm-hmm. that he allows, he puts us in a family. Some of us, right. you said, Sharon, that we, we haven't had good dads. Or good exactly. Right. So one of the first things he does, mm-hmm. and one of the first things, he didn't have to do this. He created a family for us. Mm-hmm. Right. We don't have to go to church. Mm-mm. 
we get to be a part of a church yeah. family, yeah. which is God's sons and daughters yeah. and brothers, yeah. and we get adopted in yes. to his family. And this whole thing about, do I have to go to church? No, you don't have to, not have to go to church. You get to go to church. You yeah. get to be a part of a family. Yeah. I just wanted to add that. That's so true. Yeah. That's so true. Yeah. It is huge. Yeah. And, and it goes back to God's love. Yeah. That because some of us don't have good families. And we're like, oh, we don't have good families. Yeah. And some people say, but I got a church family. Exactly. Yeah. And it's not a substitute. Mm -hmm. It's it's super it's eternal. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. adoption. Because that's yeah. support. Yeah. That's support yeah. And and, and to make it clear, when we were talking a few minutes ago, when we were when I was saying you don't have to go through another human being, it right. wasn't not to go to church. Right. It was more of oh, yeah. you you have to see clear that the church is a support system, a family, an encourager, you know, um, and things of that such. Right. But you can sit in your house Absolutely. and ask God for forgiveness. You yes. do not have to go to man to ask them to ask God yes. for forgiveness for you. You're and, right. And that's and that's what Lily mm -hmm. was saying. Like mm -hmm. for real, back in the day mm -hmm. in Israel, you had to go to the priest mm -hmm. to deal with your your sin. You had to wait in line. You had to have them sprinkle blood on you. I mean mm -hmm. it was it was a yeah. mess, right? Yeah. But now what Jesus did, he made access each one of us to, to go right in. That's right. powerful. Yeah. He makes and I say it, it's a better way. Yeah, it is. It's a better way. Yeah. It's awesome. Yes. Definitely. I think that also um, something that I've seen growing up is a lot of people will wait till the evangelist comes in town, right? <laughs> yeah. If you guys permit me to talk a little bit about yeah. that. <laughs> and I think that sometimes a lot of us will be like, I know God will, he'll make a way and I know he'll, hear my cry if the evangelist or a certain type of minister that we see in our lives we kind of hold them up to the spiritual kind of pedestal mm. and we say well if they pray for me god will hear them and then i'll get what i'm asking for mm. when in reality god's been waiting this whole time just to hear directly from you he's basically saying what do you need baby mm. right what do you need my mm. child mm. i just want to hear directly from you what is it that you need from me and sometimes we think that God won't hear us. Either it's the way that we're living or the way we are measuring ourselves spiritually. We think, you know what? I'm not measuring up, so there's no way he's going to hear me. When in actuality, it just doesn't matter how we're living our lives in the sense of if we just believe, he's going to hear you and he's going to help you be able to get on the path that you want to get fix whatever it is that you want to fix in your life to be at that level mm -hmm. where you see yourself. But you don't really have to wait for an evangelist. I mean, I would say the biggest testimonies in my life have been when I've had that one-on-one -on -one moment with God in my kitchen, in my house, by myself. Right. And I felt his presence so deep where I can just call out on him. I mean, I've seen miracles change, change my life. I've seen miracles happen from those kind of prayers. So I just want to let you know that you have that authority. That authority was given to us when Jesus died on the cross for us, that we're able to go just directly to the Father. That's good. So, you know, as we, we, we talk about this, this is a, a beautiful thing. Why does God care about us? Because he's love, you know, mm -hmm. he, he, he is love. His love motivated him to send us the son, his son. Because, all right, he created us in love, but we chose the way of sin. This is where Sharon, you kicked us off. He gave us love, but we chose sin. And yet in our sin, what does he do? Does he condemn us in our sin? No. 
he sends his son again trying to help us and make a way for us. He said, I know, I know I set you up right the first time, but you missed it. But I'm gonna send Jesus because he's gonna get it right with you this time. And I want to give you another opportunity. And so it's his love that motivates him, even though we have resisted God. He still sends us Jesus. It's ironic, too, because people are mad at God because they feel like God is keeping them from living the life they want to live. Our own life will lead us away from God and into all kinds of difficulty and drama and, and sin. But God's love calls us back home. I think that's a key thing that we need to always remember, you know, for every listener here. This is simple and it's serious. God loves you. Right. Amen. Mm. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. We hope to see you soon. Join us next time on Catapult.